Hey, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative and welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast. Honoring 25 years of Adobe Audition, in this series of 25 episodes, I will interview power users of this awesome audio editing software. We'll reminisce back to the Cool Edit Pro days, through to the introduction of multi-track editing, and bring you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC and features like the Essential Sound Panel. This show is brought to you by the awesome audio gear giveaway. If you'd like the chance to win my perfect audio creator studio setup, head over to mrc.fm slash win and enter now. There will be mini prize draws every month with the final gear giveaway taking place at the end of September. That's mrc.fm slash win for a chance to win. Good luck. Adobe Audition's 25th birthday. My guest on the show today is Jamal Campbell. He is a multi-skilled operator at the national TV station here in the United Kingdom, Channel 5, most particularly uh, working on the milkshake uh, part of the Channel 5 output, which, of course, is the kids' TV stuff. Uh, my kids, of course, at home love that. Um, his main work is like editing the links uh, that go in between all the programs. So we'll obviously talk about that, but there's more to it. And I just want to say right now, you know, big Peppa Pig fans in this house. So that's, that's obviously a part of, of Channel 5's output. But not only does Jamal do that, but he's working on the Channel 5 YouTube channel. So uh, all of the camera work for that, the sound work, the editing, uh, graphics, it really does live up to the description of uh, his job, which is a multi-skilled operator at Channel 5. In addition to that, uh, Jamal has a BA uh, from the University of Westminster in contemporary media practice and he is a One Young World Ambassador, which helps leaders uh, aged 18 to 30 in different countries. Um, we might ask a little bit more about what exactly is involved in that. In particular, I believe Jamal works on the podcast for One Young World. So, uh, very busy person. Jamal, it's a pleasure that you've taken the time out of the day and to have you here on this show. I'm really glad to be here. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, let's get straight into it. And I'd love to know, Jamal, how are you using Adobe Audition? Um, so one of the big things that I do with, Audition, um, with Adobe Audition is to edit podcasts. Um, I produced a podcast, as you mentioned in the intro, for One Young World, and I'm currently producing another podcast. Um, I can't say too much about it because it hasn't been launched yet. Um, so that's one of the one of the things I really do use Audition for is to record podcasts, and also with my day to day activities at Milkshake, cleaning up sound. Taking one of the, taking the hums out because it does really irritate me when you hear hummings in the background, and um, trying to make sure that the music video, uh, the music that I use in the programs that we do on YouTube or that go on our social media has really great sound and has really great music and it's to the right length of the track. So that's usually what I use Audition to um, Audition for. I've been using it for about four years now, and I've been I self taught and and watching tutorials online. So yeah, that's what I use Audition for. That's fantastic. So let's let's go a little bit deeper into that. So obviously you're you're creating all the links uh, on Channel Five, particularly during the milkshake output. So by links, th- does that mean um, you're getting um, uh, words spoken by a voiceover artist who's uh, sort of back announcing and introducing the next program coming up on Channel Five? Um, so with our links, it's actually we have presenters and they're in the studio, and we record that um, in, in our studio down in. in in the MTV studios here in Camden. So we have our presenters that come in and we record all the links. We usually record over, in a week, we would record over 150 links in two days, which will go out for a week. So that's what we do. 
every, uh, two days a week. So that's what the links are. So the links are just the presenters interacting with the kids, showing their emails, giving kids some thumb, uh, giving kids a thumbs up, or telling us about the first thing that they've done. Um, and then they just the presenters introduce the castings that are coming up during the morning. Amazing. So like you say, in addition to that, you're also editing podcasts and bits like that. Is there, is there much in terms of editing or, or noise reduction to do on those links that you're producing for Channel 5? Or generally, uh, do you just kind of leave it as is? Maybe uh, you add some EQ and compression? I don't know. Do you do anything like that? And we're, we're pretty lucky. Usually it's, if there is a problem, there's probably a pop or there's a bit of a sound that I can take out in addition later on so we don't have to do the links again. Uh, but it's very, we're very lucky that we've got really good presenters and we've got really good audio equipment. So it's very rare that we have to change anything. But if we do, it's usually the levels are too high and we bring them down. Um, but it's very rare that something happens. But if there is, I'm like, I'm quick. I'm like, I can fix that. I'll just put in audition. I can clean it up and then we can send it off again. That's interesting. And um I'm not in this world, so maybe you can answer this for me. Uh, but I know certainly in the TV world, there are a lot stricter guidelines around loudness levels. Is that something you have to pay attention to? Yeah, so we're very lucky that we have, um, our engineers have created um, a system for us that when we edit all the video links that we have that have to go onto TV, it goes into this folder and it actually checks all the audio levels. So even if we have a, a very loud uh, presenter on the day, um, we can make it as loud as we want. As soon as we put it into this folder, it actually compresses the levels down. So it's all level and it's at the required audio levels that go out for TV. If it's any if it's any louder than that, it will get rejected and we have to do it again. It's the same with when you are watching something on TV. Um, the brightness also has to be um, checked as well. Um, so you have to make sure that the, the brightness is down. It's just with audio as well. You also have to bring down the audio levels because if it's too loud, um, you could get into a bit of trouble. So if you've ever watched a TV program where you're watching a TV program and it's really, really nice levels and it goes to an advert and it's really loud. So sometimes people do do that. They do put things through, which is more loud. And I think adverts, it's always with adverts because they want you to know that there's an advert on. But with TV programs especially, they're always at one level. But then it goes to an ad break and it's super loud. So yeah, but we, we definitely have to check it. That's cool. That's that's such an interesting piece of information, particularly for anyone listening now who doesn't work in, in TV, but you know knows that loudness levels exist. And it's good that you have some kind of um, system built by your engineers there uh, that does a lot of that levelling out for you. So now I'm curious to dig into... Um, audio production advice you've received over the years uh, as you've been learning Adobe Audition and you've been editing, like you say, podcasts yourself. Can you maybe summarize uh, one of the best bits of audio production advice you've ever received? Um, I know this sounds really cliche, but it's always learn from your mistakes. But when you tell someone, and then when you're telling someone that you've made a mistake, always make sure you have a solution. So it's always great. It's We always know that something happens, you don't record the sound or you've done in production and there's hissing in the background or something has happened i always genuinely like learn from that mistake but also tell the person that i've made this mistake but this is the solution if you just tell them that this is a mistake they can get a little bit worried and they don't know what they're going to do but as you go into the if you tell the producer or the person you're working with or um, the interviewee or someone like that or the interviewer always let them know that this is the problem but i have a solution for it and that kind of calms the situation so 
know what your problem is, learn from the mistake, but tell them what the problem is and make sure you have a solution. That's so super helpful. It's such a good idea, yeah, because it's easy to say, uh, this is distorted or there's so much hiss, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, find it out. You know, all the information is is out there and, and absolutely right. Yeah, rather than a problem, have a solution ready, uh, especially when you're working in a fast environment like TV or radio or any kind of media like that where it kind of needs to have been done yesterday. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so let me let me look at some of the projects you've worked on, Jamal. You've worked on, I'm sure, some really interesting projects, some challenging stuff. Uh, there's probably really cool stuff that you want to get up to as well. But let's start off with the um, the challenging stuff. Can you uh, maybe tell me about a challenging project you've worked on as a producer? I think the, the most challenging stuff that I've ever worked on was my podcast. So when we started the podcast, I, I this was about four years ago. Um, I didn't know... I knew what a podcast was. I didn't know how to produce one. And I just woke up one morning and said, I'm going to produce a podcast. How do I do it? And it was probably one of the most challenging things I ever expected because I'm so used to working with video. And I didn't know that audio is completely different. You have to get the right mics. You have to get the right equipment. You have to know how to edit it. How do I talk to someone on the internet? So it was so much studying and so much trying to find resources to try and make sure that this podcast sounded so amazing. Because when I first started the podcast, the charity didn't know about it, which is a good thing because I've always led from the premise of if you want someone to work with you, try and start off yourself and when they see it, they'll get on board. So that's how I started. I started the podcast on my own. I started interviewing people and it was really good quality. And the charity actually got in contact with me and said, oh, we like the podcast. We're going to change the name and call it the One in World Ambassador Podcast. So that's how it started. So that was challenging. Like I remember I bought my soundboard for the first time and I turned on audition I was like this is a complete different world to me well, what am I doing but I kept going on I, stu- I I continued to study I continued to look at different tutorials and and I started to produce a podcast so that was my challenging moment was using <laughs> producing my podcast I don't know why I decided to do that but I was like I'm going to do it I've committed to it now I've bought all the equipment I've bought loads of mics I'm going to do it and yeah and it's yeah I really like that story. And, and you're right. Yeah, it's definitely more work than it seems. Uh, like, for instance, now we're making a 30-minute show together. But do you find usually, like, recording for 30 minutes, that's the easy bit. It's the stuff you do afterwards, all the post-production write-ups that take longer than the 30 minutes. Yeah, it does. It's it's weird because when, you, when I did the podcast, uh, I did it with a team. And because I was the only technical one on the team, it was like I was so excited because you do all the recordings, you talk for 30, 45 minutes. Sometimes you end up talking for about an hour, hour and 30 minutes because it's just so much really good content. And then it's like, oh, now I have to edit it. And he's just like, oh my God, it's just so much. But then you start listening to it and you start to, it, it was good for me because it was the first time I was presenting something and leading a conversation. So it actually taught me as I was editing and, and listening to myself back, I said, okay, I'm doing too many um, so there's a lots of silence and I'm not saying anything. Am I ready for the next question? So it actually taught me how to become a better presenter and be a, be a better interview, uh, uh, interviewer, um, over the, over the years that I did the podcast. And it was, it, it is challenging. It was very challenging at the beginning, especially when you're listening to your voice for the first time, because you think you sound a certain way, but when you've got your headphones on, you're listening to yourself back and like, I do not sound like that, but you actually do. Uh, but yeah, definitely. No, that's really cool. And um, oh, it's really good that it, it worked out for you and it became the One Young World Ambassador podcast. Did you find that um, you got a lot of good feedback? Was it is it worth the effort? Yeah, it did. Um, so the first year that we started off, which was about three, four years ago, when I did the podcast, I 
with 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 the success of it, I went, actually went to the next summit. So every year, One Young World has a summit in different countries. So the first summit I went to was Dublin, and that's when I got the idea to do the podcast. And then the following year, I ended up taking the podcast to Bangkok. I'd never been to Bangkok before. The charity paid for me to go, and I interviewed all the people around in the summit. So I got to interview people like um, John Lando, who was the producer of Avatar, uh, Professor Mohammed Yunus, who is the founder of the creator of Microloans. And it was an amazing experience to interview all these different people and to interview them, the new ambassadors that were coming on, who, the new ambassadors that were coming to the event and listening to their stories and talking to them and interviewing them. And it was amazing, like seeing everything from behind the scenes of how everything is run and talking to so many different people and seeing so many different celebrities and ambassadors and listening to their stories. It was amazing. So it, me putting all that hard work really did pay off because I'm now really... Uh, I work, I do more media stuff for the charity now. I've got friends there as well. And they, they tell me they've got these projects and I, and I help them out whenever I can. So it's really it, it, me putting all that hard work and studying and getting all the equipment and pushing myself to make sure it was a good podcast has actually helped me um, along the line. And I'm, I have really great, uh, it's really great working for the charity as well. Mm. And you've nailed one of the biggest benefits, I think, of podcasting, and that's that it simply opens doors for you. It, it gives you new opportunities you never would have imagined would exist, like the opportunities to travel, uh, the opportunities to speak. But, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, getting the opportunity to, to interview some really cool people, that's one of the reasons I love doing this too. It's like you you get the chance to have a 30-minute chat with someone that otherwise might be just too busy to uh, to do it, But um, because obviously it's a, it's a benefit to the interviewee um it just uh, it gives you that opportunity so yeah very good summary uh, on on podcasting so uh okay challenging project covered what about one cool thing that you'd really like to work on that maybe you haven't even told anyone about yet back to the interview in a moment but if you want to win my perfect audio creator setup head over to mrc.fm slash win um so one thing the one cool thing that i'd really like to work on is this um youtube channel called Backchat. It's about, it's basically these um, young adults who have discussions about certain topics in the communities or that's happening around the world. And I've listened to it a few times and I think they have some really great topics, but their audio can sometimes be really, really bad. And I'm just like, I really wish I could get in contact with them. It's like, listen, I work in the industry. I'd love to just clean up all your audio or actually just teach them how to produce better audio. Cause I always tell people like you can have great visuals and everything will be great. But if your audio is bad, no one's going to listen to it. But you can have really all right visuals. But if your audio is amazing, people will actually listen to it because people forget that you have headphones on sometimes when you listen to this thing. And when you have headphones on, you can hear every little bit of audio that is being produced out on, on that program. So that's probably one of the programs secretly that I like to work with um, behind the scenes and just teach them or even just help them with the audio, but it's a really great program. That's one thing I'd really like to work on. I like that. Well, you never know. Now you put it out there, that might happen. And uh, yeah, it'd be really good, especially if you're, you know, you're passionate about the program and you have got a skill that, that you can you can bring to it. That's that's brilliant. Um, so let's uh, okay, let's let's go back in time a bit to the much younger Jamal and let's find out how you really got started on this path. Uh, now, for you, obviously, you, you work in all facets of media in in TV production. Uh, a lot of online media as well. Uh, but obviously I can tell just talking to you now that audio is a big passion of yours uh, and that must have started back in your childhood. So perhaps maybe you've got one memory around audio that really makes you smile. Anything at all you can think of? 
Yeah, it definitely would be my turntables and vinyl records. So I started listening to music when, from a really young age, I was very lucky. I did. My mum bought me this turntable. It was. I think she bought it so I could stay out of trouble and stay in the house and not do anything bad when uh, when, when she was in the house and stuff like that. And I remember getting my first vinyl and I remember putting it onto the table and just hearing that crackling sound and before the music starts and stuff like that. So it's all, my memory is always, and sometimes it wasn't even about the music. It was just that, that little bit of crackle in the background that you can hear when the, the vinyl is playing. I still love that. I do love that technology has moved on and we do have MP3s and stuff like that, but nothing can beat vinyl. And I think that's my first memories of audio is just having a vinyl, having a turntable and listening to the music play through that it just fascinated me it was like how does this plastic thing <laughs> produce such amazing music so that would be it that's uh, really good and, and you're right it is about the the crackle and also kind of your piece of vinyl over time as it deteriorated and got scratches it became your unique piece of vinyl didn't it so the clicks were in the same places and the scratches and sometimes you get a scratch that was so bad it would just go and just repeat the same thing so it's yeah I, I know what you mean and you know it's it's definitely okay to miss that kind of stuff the same with uh, cassette tapes so uh, will you and Again, all of the, 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 the little things that would happen there and the, the rewinds and the sort of crunches that could sometimes happen. And now I, I find it really funny when you open Adobe Audition and you can get third-party plugins. I think there's one from Isotope uh, called Isotope Vinyl, and it actually generates the sound of a vinyl warping and moving and crackling. And it's like, yeah, you can you can bring that back now if you miss it. <laughs> but it's weird because I remember when we had cassettes to, like, if you didn't want to... Uh, kill your battery you would um, instead of using the rewind button i just used to get a big pen and i used to rewind my tapes like that just so i wouldn't waste the batteries because i just wanted to listen to my music all the time so yeah so that was fun so that's the time saver yeah and having to turn the cassettes over after one side has ended same with vinyl flipping it over did you ever do any uh do you ever try any scratching i don't know if the, the decks you had were designed for that but did you ever try it i did know about it but i didn't i loved my my vinyl so much i just wanted to listen to the music and just leave it alone i just wanted it to play uh, i never used to scratch or like try and do any of my vinyls <laughs> no. if you had to pick one single feature it could be something you use every day, or it could be something completely different that you don't use that much, but when you use it, you really like it. So what would you say is your favourite feature out of all of them in Adobe Audition, if you had to pick just one? It would have to be, I'm going to explain it because I know what it's, it's called, the remix. And basically what it does is when you, um, when you have a track, so you know when you've got like an interview and you want to put music on it, and, you've only, and your, your interview is maybe five minutes long, or you've only got a three-minute um, music track and you have to try and loop it and you have to duplicate and duplicate and duplicate and try and make sure the loops are correct. Um, I, that used to frustrate me because that adds more time to your edit process. You're trying to get this one track, you're trying to stretch it out for five minutes and it's only three minutes. But there's this thing on Adobe that I just learned recently randomly on YouTube was um, this um, remix. So basically you, you go into the properties tab and then just remix thing and you enable um, audition to remix the track and then you can actually key in a time of how long you want that music track to be and it automatically puts the loops in for you 
So if you've got an interview that's five minutes, you've got a three-minute track, you tell Adobe Audition you want it for five minutes, it'll actually stretch it out for five minutes and automatically put all the loops in. You can actually see the lines where they've put the loops in and everything. It's an amazing, an amazing tool. And I use it nearly all the time when I have to like edit my YouTube videos and put music on it. I think without that, I think my edit process would be even longer than it is now. But definitely um, the remix enable button is probably the best thing I've ever seen because I don't have to loop my music tracks ever again. Oh, definitely. I'm really glad you mentioned that as well, because, um, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of people, when I ask them about their favorite features, they usually go with the, the the established stuff, the stuff that's been there forever, like, you know, spectral frequency display or something like that. Um, but Remix, like you say, it's a relatively new feature. It's only been around, uh, I think, a couple of years uh, in the Adobe Audition CC package. And it's just, yeah, like you say, it's fantastic. It saves you time. Uh, Remix is all by itself. And from what I understand, under the hood, it's doing loads of analysis there on a track. Have you ever put a track in yet that it hasn't managed to automatically remix to the right time? Or does it usually usually crack it? Cracks it every time. I've never had a problem with it. Nothing. I've never had a an audio track where it's gone, no, I can't do this today or something like that. No, every time I put a track in and I'm like, I enable the remix. I say I want it for this amount of time. It does it exactly to what I need it to be. It's amazing. I think that's the best thing I've seen auditions so far. It's amazing. It saves so much time. You have to like you because if you didn't have that, you'd have to go go into Adobe Premiere. And you take the track, and you have to loop it and copy and paste and copy and paste and make sure it sounds all right and fade in and out so that you don't hear the skip or stuff like that. No. Uh, and it, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing thing that they've added. Well, that's it. And certainly, yeah, if you're working Premiere, you might not get the, the edit bang on, so you get a click or something, or it doesn't sound right. So it's brilliant. It's a time saver. And like you say, you can either, you can take a three-minute track and make it five minutes if, if your video or interview is that long, or if you're doing like, if you've got a three-minute track and you want to make it like a 30-second promo or something, uh, you can you can do it the other way as well. So yeah, Adobe Audition Remix. That's brilliant. Um, so what about some uh, workflows that you've got or time-saving shortcuts, anything uh, amazing you can talk about that you, you do regularly inside Audition that might help others who are listening? Oh, yeah, the Pops, it's the... Um, I've forgotten the name of the tool, but there is... It's, it's the Eraser tool, and basically... Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something now. I actually learned this from your YouTube channel. Um, so all the stuff that I've learned over the years, because I was saying that I was self-taught, I've actually listen to some of the projects that you've done on YouTube. And I just want to say your YouTube channel and your audio stuff has helped me so much. So thank you so much for having me on YouTube channel. It's been amazing. And I wanna, oh, That's really cool of you. Thank you. Thanks. And um, one of the things that I remember which you taught on was um, how to remove pops. And I think it was the eraser tool and how you can gently take out a pop or if you hear something in the background, the eraser tool. I think you turn the audio to this to the heat map. It's kind of like a heat map thing where it goes orange. Yeah, and you can literally see where the pop is. And if you just gently put the eraser tool of that, it takes out the pop or it takes out something you don't want to hear. So I think that's one of the uh, shortcuts I love to use is that eraser tool just to get out that little pop or that little sound that you don't want that's in that area or a little click that you hear. That's the that's definitely one that's definitely one to use. I like that. So pops and clicks, obviously, something you're you're probably contending with uh, fairly regularly. I would say when uh, you know producing the links for uh, Channel Five uh, in between the shows, and like you say, yeah, you can you can pull up the the, the it looks like a big big heat map with reds and yellows and purples, uh, spectral frequency display, and then you just grab that tool and you just rub over, and it doesn't even delete the audio, so it doesn't even like remove the whole bit of audio. You're just literally scrubbing out a certain part of 
of the frequency, um, which is enough to, to get rid of the, the sound you want to eliminate. So yeah, really, really good workflow. And I, I bet you're using that uh, pretty regularly. Um, what about uh, resources and perhaps some of your your favorite audio gear when you're uh, creating audio? Have you got anything you'd recommend? Microphones, headphones, uh, mixing desks, uh, any any brands or bits and bobs you use? Perhaps something specific to TV. I don't know. What what have you got? Um, so one of the I've got two pieces of equipment that's really good. So my Zoom mic, um, the Zoom mic H four N, I believe it is. Um, I think yeah, it's the H four N. Uh, that is an amazing piece of equipment. Um, so it's got two mics at the front, and they can turn the audio angle from 90 to 120 degrees. And it's got um, sockets that you can in, and plug in external mics. And then that, you, can ex, you can plug in, I think, about three external mics, which is really, really cool. Uh, you can actually record straight instruments onto it. It's an amazing piece of equipment. Uh, I've t- I take it everywhere. Every time I do my own productions, I always record my audio separately. I never record onto the camera or anything like that. I always record everything that's any audio that's on my camera is always a backup. My Zoom mic is always uh, where I record on my audio. There is one thing that I really find irritating with it though is that um, you have to press the record button twice before it records anything. I have pressed it once and the light just keeps flashing and it hasn't recorded anything. So you just have to remember to press it twice. So I've actually got a little sticker on it to say press the button twice. But it is an amazing piece of equipment. Um, I take it everywhere. Um, yeah, that's, and that's what I used to shoot. Uh, that's what I uh, shoot. That's what I used to record my first podcast was when I was traveling um, with One Young Well to Do podcasts. I would record on that. And then the second piece of equipment is the road mic. I think any road mic that you get is always amazing. And, um, when I when we did sh- when we did record our first podcast in Bangkok, I had so many different people working with me. I gave them a road mic and I gave them a connection to connect to their phone, so they literally could just interview people with a road mic connected directly into the phone, which I think is an amazing thing to have a really good quality mic connected to your phone to record people's audio. Because like I was saying before, if your audio isn't that great, people will listen to it. So having a road mic and having a cable that can connect to whatever phone, whether it's an iPhone or um, an Android phone, whatever it is, it will automatically just record it and it sounds an amazing thing. So any road mic and the Zoom 4HN are amazing. Amazing. So yeah, for portable recording, like you say, podcasting on the move, you've done plenty of that. Uh, two really good suggestions. So, um, well, this has been a fantastic conversation. And as you know, uh, there are probably uh, people listening right now who are young, they're aspiring audio producers or media producers or online content creators. They want to get into the industry and they're looking for advice. So Jamal, what would be your advice to a young and aspiring producer who's looking to get into this industry? Um, never stop studying because the media industry is always changing. There's always new technology coming out. So try and keep up with the trends of technology. doesn't mean you have to buy it, but just know that it's there. And whether there is a problem or you need a solution, you know that there are technologies out there that can help you um, to solve a problem or to create a better product. So always, keep, always study, always know what the new trends are. Um, try and invest in your own software and equipment. And always try and produce, always make sure you have a great portfolio. Um, there's so much out there. Like I was saying, you can literally buy a mic and connect it to your phone and start recording a podcast. There are so many different ways to record and to film stuff, even if it's just with your phone. Like start doing small stuff like that. Always try and create your own content. Um, never stop. Just keep continuing creating your own content. Make sure you have a great portfolio and always keep studying. 
Oh, Jamal, thank you so much for joining me. And just for anyone listening right now who would like to to look you up, where's the best place to look to find you online? Um, definitely check me out on Instagram. Um, it's Jamal. It's, uh, sorry, on Instagram, it's jkendall1. Or on Twitter, it's digital1geek. And if anyone wants to email me, uh, it's jkendallcampbell at gmail.com. All right, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate, really appreciated it and had a good chat. Thank you so much for having me. That concludes this episode. Would you like an extra chance to win the awesome audio gear giveaway? Hit subscribe and review this podcast, then email the details to podcast at mrc.fm for an extra entry into the awesome audio gear giveaway. Good luck.